I can't find any pictures of ice cream bunny feet. <laughs> got to go to a fetish site. And it's got a paywall. <laughs> we went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. And the USA. You're right, I've just powered down. He just pelican a whole bag of fucking chili cheese. Those bolitas. Those and some, yeah, bolitas. I'm on the Mexican. Oh, oh, Cheeto. Um. Freaking, and then Will was like, oh, you got your quota of like fake cheese powder for the day. I was like, yep. He was like, you should open a fancy cheese store that sells Velveeta. <laughs> well, you were in there when Spooky brought me that fucking yeah, like dude. four pounds of Velveeta. Dude, he was like, Spooky came into the bar and he's like, fuck, dude. Like, apparently they don't, they don't sell a lot of Velveeta up at the QFC on Broadway. So I went in there and they're selling fucking... What, like, I don't know how... They were 50 cents 50 for, cent fucking like, like giant hunks of Velveeta. I think they're like at least a full... Full pound, if not a pound and a half, yeah. a piece. But for fifty cents, for fifty cents, which so he's like, like would that any- be something you're interested in, Bo? And you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here, brought him like fucking four of them. Some of you motherfuckers <laughs> from like Minnesota and shit will know, like you know that that shit's like seven dollars a yeah thing, and it's a staple. You got to have it for your Super Bowl party. It's queso, a staple for some people. Mac and cheese. I despise that shit. Put it on an omelet. Put it no. on a burger. My my dad, I, it was ruined for me. My, my Smear it on your chest. <laughs> my old man was born in like the 40s. And when I was growing up, like a like sandwich, a sandwich was fucking Wonder Bread and Velveeta. Mm. That's possibly butter on it. Maybe maybe a bologna. That's how I used to roll. Mm-hmm. It was either that or... He still or, does, or, but he used to too. Or, well, and it was usually uh, deer sausage, Velveeta, and Wonder Bread. And then, well, before that, it was uh, Miracle Whip with pretzels. Oh, and then, dude. Uh, I can't do Miracle Whip. Well, no I, can't, I can't anymore either. I don't like mayonnaise nor Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip is the fucking When devil. I was a little kid, though, for some reason, that's what was my favorite sandwich. Just like two pieces of Wonder Bread, dollops yeah. of Miracle Whip, and just those like small pretzels. Or it's better <laughs> if they were... Yeah. I mean, t- texture-wise, I can it get was, behind that, yeah, I think. Pretty much those, like, just like dipping pretzels. And, sardines and you know, a little bit of ice cream on there. But that shit... Um, Wore off when I gave myself food poisoning with it. Oh yeah, the floor, the floor sandwich left in your car for days Some, or whatever. No, I, this, I mean this is like third or fourth grade. Oh. Like no, left uh, lunchbox by the uh, heater, heater, heater in uh, the coat room. There you go. Mm. And then I didn't touch mayonnaise nor Miracle Whip again for the next twenty years. years. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, one of my friends growing up, uh, like back in well, this would have been like seventh grade. He, like he would fucking he took like the. You know, make your own popsicles at home, little form, mm-hmm. and you would fill it with Miracle Whip and make Miracle Whip popsicles, oh, like freeze it. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Man. That might have been what fucking ruined me on that shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Just the idea that of that. That is some 1970s <laughs> Better Homes and Garden, oh, creative fucking right, Halloween right. things for the kids. Make ghost sickles. <laughs> It's fucking Miracle Whip with two little black olives for eyes. Yeah, no like, shit. Or like the fucking, uh, what, when you put like the Kool-Aid in the j- pick, jar of pickles. You, you you crack open a big ass jar of pickles, like full dills, right? And you just dump a couple of packets of fucking, uh, of uh, 
Red Kool Aid. Red Kool Aid in there. Shake it up and you put it back in the fridge. Let them fucking do everything. Fuck is wrong. With I think you? I think it's like a God. Where was it? it's like from the southeast kind of situation. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. Wouldn't it turn into alcohol? Or I would. That would be kind of awesome. <laughs> you, <laughs> my you haven't touched pickle, your pickle. My your, pickle pack's built into my fucking. Yeah, right. You haven't touched your pickle fucking what Kool Aid vodka. <laughs> <laughs> You're in palm oil waste balloon. <laughs> Fucking Jesus! But yeah, that reminds me of you know all those Jello commercials we were seeing when they still had the vegetable flavored Jello. Oh yeah! And so it'd be like a Jello mold with like peas and carrots and sometimes salad shrimp floating in it, and the Jello itself was yeah, like sal- celery flavored. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah! Then you, you get your smorgasbord cake like right. Oh next yeah! To it. Fuck. To- yeah. Carolyn's Kool Aid pickle recipe. All recipes dot com. I just want to see a picture of this shit. You guys, fuck yeah. With- look at these fucking look at these pickles. Oh no! <laughs> no, that is flaming hot Cheeto red. Yeah, and it looks like body parts. It doesn't yeah, look like pickles. It looks like sea cucumber, which doesn't mean there's nothing inherently. Oh, there's orange ones, green ones, and red ones, and they're all like like the you know pickles are green. Yeah, but this yeah. is unnaturally. green. Yeah, this is Slimer green. Yeah. Hey, go fuck yourself, Carol. <laughs> like what you, oh, Jesus Christ! I like to pretend I'm eating my husband's penis. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a dick that's cut four ways. Now it could be helpful if you had if you had different levels of spiciness on the pickle. Oh, fuck! Holy <laughs> shit! These are so gross looking. It's it's partially yeah the off putting color and then just the general phallicness of the thing. It's just don't use red because it looks yeah. it looks like alien body parts like tentacles cut. Yeah, it looks like cut, you're but pulling out like it's just a chunk of I don't know freshly cut seal blubber out of a thing and you're about to. Just house that shit, especially with that toddler hand holding it. Yeah. Don't feed your kid that. What are you doing? <laughs> Give him some Velveeta like a real parent. That's right. Welcome back to the Hollow West was fucked. Hollow the West was fucked. And of course you can use Velveeta's building material too. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> well, and you, uh, when you get bullet wounds, you patch it in, you smush it in. The oh, yeah. yeah. Even almost skin color if you have... Like if, if you're labor damage. <laughs> if you're a fucking Simpson. Yeah. That's got a nice kind of peachy orange afterglow to the yellowness. Sometimes I look at my Velvita in the mirror. Um, so, like, last week we were uh, discussing... Uh, 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 Robert, Cassidy, Robert Lee Walker, whatever no, his name is. Parker. <clears throat> Robert Parker. Lee Parker. Robert, Toyota. Robert, Robert Lee Roy Parker. Robert Lee Roy Parker. Yep. So the way out, yeah, Butch Cassidy. We're we're doing Butch Cassidy, and he's 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 just to the point where he's going to take his career seriously. That's right. You're shooting mm-hmm. for the stars. He's going to go on um, America's Got Criminals. <laughs> like, oh, is that the talent, talent competition? Oh, I'm just America's Got Criminals, like the Wheel of Fortune thing, where the the Wheel of Felonies or whatever. No, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was picturing more like you know, like oh, you know, Simon Cowell sitting there and like you know, it's like White Earps. Seeing, showing you how good he can shoot, and Butch, yeah, yeah. Butch is showing you, I guess, how nice he, nice he is. He, is. <laughs> he wins Miss Con- or Mr. Congeniality. Yeah, right. Now, uh. now say, stick him up, give me all your money. Mm. Stick him up, give me all your money. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Uh, so kick it off with your Comic Sans and, sorry, continue with your Comic Sans and NPR voice. <clears throat> fucking weak. <laughs> I'm working with I'm working with second rate material here. So uh, since Butch was so charming, he gets out of prison in six months, and the governor is there to see him off too. Brought him a bunt cake. Bye. <laughs> brought him a brought him a smorgasbord, smorgasbord cake. Smorgasbord cake, yeah. 
Here's some fucking have neon good, neon red pickles. Have a good life, young man. Take some of my wife's glowing blue pickles. <laughs> uh, later, Angus Bud McIntosh. Yeah. He's the assistant cashier at Idaho's Bank of Montpelier. That's what he's famous for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that. He called it the most unluckiest moment of his life because it was 3.13 p.m., August 13th, 1896. Oh. And he was conducting his 13th transaction of the day. For a check for thirteen dollars, you, you, you got to stop at twelve, man. Yep, no baker's dozens up in here. Like go, not walk under ladders and break mirrors and stay away from black cats. After your twelfth customer, you close the fucking yeah. bank. Well, when your thirteenth customer comes in, you douse them in kerosene and burn them like a witch because that's, <laughs> that's how so, much is that check you, for? You, you thirteen dollars, thirteen cents. <laughs> Flamethrower. Then a man with a bandana tied around his face appears at the front of his window. He's being COVID conscious, man. There's nothing suspect about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Bo is doing that right now. And nope. he demands money. I'd rather be pantsless than without my bandana. <laughs> uh, Bud said that he was fresh out of cash. Then the man clubs him over the head with his pistol. But the other robber behind him told him to leave that man alone. And he was obviously the leader because that was Butch. Along with were uh, Elsie Lay, or Lazy Lay. As I call him, and Henry Bub Meeks. Hey, Joe's cousin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it took a month to plan the job. Uh, they took jobs at a nearby ranch. Uh, Bub, Me- uh, Bub Meeks later jumped from a watchtower in Insane's Asylum. Oh, okay. That's what happened to him. Like a bungee cord? Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, without the cord. Of course, people thought Sundance Kid was Butch's BFF, but that was actually Elsie Lay. But he didn't have a snazzy nickname. That's why they didn't put him in the movie. He's kind of got like a DJ name. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. But Butch needed that money from the job to help out his old friend Warner. You just call him Butch. Butch. Butcher. Good old Butch. That's that's kind of a sticky butt, I guess. Yeah. From Val- it, Valveda. Itchy butt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Butch needed the money. See, I did it right that yeah. time. To help his old friend Warner, who was facing the hangman's noose for killing two men in Vernal, Utah. But the robbery wasn't complicated. Butch kept the six or so customers calm. And LZ Lay scrambled to scoop up all the money out of the drawers. Butch is over there showing him card tricks and making balloon animals and shit. <laughs> so much money that it took several trips to get it all. Awesome. Uh, they even take a rifle that was set up behind Macintosh. Uh, they get $16,000 in cash, and they stash the money on a riderless horse and calmly leave town. Oh, I was picturing, like, put it on a riderless horse and just smack that fucker in the ass and go, we'll find him later. Yeah, right. What a great idea. We'll track him. But they had trained the horse to follow. Wow, they put a lot of fucking fore planning and effort. Well, yeah, into t- you said it took them a month to plan it. Yeah, so. I know, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting here, you know, oh, we're doing fucking, what are those horses, that, like the Lepizoners and shit, you know, the, where you what? train them? You ever no. seen a Lepizoner? No. They're like the flying horses. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're on like uh, the- I'm loving the confused dog look on Tony's face. A flying horse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were the ones that like dive off yes. the giant diving no, pool? Okay. No. I'm Trapeze act it. horses. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just trying to figure out how to spell fucking lepers on her. I did it incorrectly because there's now a Yeti fishing. Showing results for a leprechaun house. <laughs> nope. Wrong. Also, apparently, like drinking Mountain Dew gives me a lot of mucus. Oh, lip- well, it's because like it's these lepers on they like they're they're like lunging crazy. Leaping motherfuckers. Okay. L-I-P-P-I-Z-Z. Yes. Oh, damn. Those fuckers jump That's really why high. I call it a flying horse. Okay. They're like, that shit. So I'm picturing Butch out there doing that shit in preparation for <laughs> the getaway horse. 
Wow, this is some fucking rich people shit. No shit. Well, what gave it? Did the chandelier hanging from the top of the barn give that away? <laughs> the fuck? See me down with my blue collar upbringing. It's rodeo. That's horse moshing. Mm-hmm. Horse moshing. Yep. Or, or donkey shows. Um, so the closest thing to law in Montpelier was a part-time process server named Fred Crookshank. Crookshank. He didn't have a gun or a horse. Then so he, he's bad at his job. So he took off after the robbers on a penny farthing bicycle. Nice. <laughs> yeah. At least he has moxie. Yep. Uh, but he soon ran out of street. Had to retreat. Oh well, and what was he going to do? Tickle him to death once he fucking <laughs> caught up? I'm the law. Hey, <laughs> you get back here. <laughs> okay. But the county sheriff was telegraphed in Paris, Idaho, and they formed a posse. But seven out of the eight civilians turned back when they hear gunfire. And the sheriff and his deputy went ahead, but as soon as they found out the outlaws had stashed horses along the way, they gave up. Okay. I was going to say, with all these guys like, oh, we're in hot pursuit, and the minute they hear a gun go off, or you know. Yep. What did, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, right. They're hardened criminals, man. But uh, Meek had trained the horse to carry their, their haul. Like I said, leaping over mm-hmm. hedges and fences. Yep. But they soon outran it, because it was weighed down with cold. Oh, yeah, so, so I guess couldn't jump as high. Mm-hmm. But it showed up later when they set up camp. So Sweet. <laughs> it comes out of the dark. <gasps> it's fucking marzipan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no one knew at first who robbed the Montpelier Bank, but Matt Warner's wife told the story because she didn't like her husband anymore. <laughs> Probably because of the outlawry, alcoholism, and penchant for domestic violence. That'll do it. Warner once kicked her so brutally that she needed to have her leg amputated. Oh, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> Wait, so she's just hobbling around on one leg? Yep. What the fuck? Oh, kicked sure her so bad she had to get it fucking cut off? That's, oof. That's fucked up, man. Hey, so the you, story gets you in need the- need a divorce, lady. Yeah, no shit. Yep. So the story gets out in the papers that Butch robbed the bank for Warner's defense fund. Uh, Warner's wife also agreed to take part in the plan to trap Butch and Vernal, but Butch saw through the plan and it didn't work. In the end, Warner caught a break when the witness confessed that he didn't know who fired the first shot. Uh, he was convicted of manslaughter and was sentenced to five years hard labor. So he didn't, at least he didn't get life or anything mm-hmm. like that. On to Harry Alonzo Longabaugh. Yeah. <laughs> or the Sundance Kids. Kid. Yep. Harry Longabaugh. Look how it's not, yeah, and it's not Longbaugh, it's Longabaugh. Longabaugh. He grew up Nyobrera. In- <laughs> he probably got sick of people mispronouncing his name. He's like, they're like, oh, and, and your name is fucking Sundance Kid. Sundance Kid. Yes, fuck off. He grew up in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, right by Philly. His family was poor, too. Father Josiah was not a go-getter, holding nothing but part-time menial employment. Like us. He is excused from the Civil War because of hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking somebody, you know, bone spurs. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. butt spurs. Butt spurs. <laughs> butt spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sundance was born in 1867. At the age of eight, he goes to the Schoolerville oh, Canal the, to work the, to I dig a he canal. Was born at the age of eight. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? Harry was named after his mom's father, Harry Place. Oh, oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Charlie Who is Brown, a strict Baptist be- deacon? Uh, the n- name is later stolen by Sundance's girlfriend, Edda Place. Edda Place. That's how Edda or Ethel. There we go. Sometimes. Uh, Sundance leaves home at age 14 to help a distant cousin in Colorado, and he would stay with his relatives in Cortez until 1886. Uh, it's not known how Butch and him met 
at first. Uh, they both wander around the same parts of them, working on different ranches, so that's probably how. Roundups. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had a lot in common except for their temperament because Sundance was known for sulky silences and frequent foul moods. Ooh. Emo kid. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't a leader like Butch, though he wasn't a pushover. In Crook County, Wyoming, when Sundance was 18, he beat up three fellow wranglers who argued with him over the best grazing grounds for the company's horses. Over there has more grass. I disconcur. Over <laughs> there is the greenest. Uh, and then he came near kicking the ass of a Dutch cook for calling him Long Boy. <laughs> Long Boy? Well, he's just probably mispronouncing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Mr. Long Boy. <laughs> After that, no one stepped on his toes, though, because he had ice cream bunny feet. <laughs> the ice cream bunny? Oh. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. Well, hold on. Santa Claus and the ice cream bunny. We talked about it, but I guess I never looked at the horrific rabbit's feet, because, I mean, the mind can only absorb so much horror at one at one sitting. Yeah. Uh, one night in 1886, Sundance was arrested for stealing $80 from a man in Lusk, Wyoming. Been to Lusk. Mm-hmm. It's Lusky. Mm-hmm. It's the hairy um, place. It was also home to the legendary prostitute named Mother Featherlegs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby! I like all of everything you just said. <laughs> legendary prostitute. She had ruffled underwear. Sounds like she lives in a cabin in the woods and lures children in to push them into her cauldron. It's the legendary <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> so Sundance was taken into jail, but the next morning he was gone because he picked the, the handcuffs and escaped. Oh, shit. Dug out with a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the big die-off at 86-87, Sundance was looking for a new job uh, and stopped in at the 3V Ranch. Uh, he left the next morning and stole a horsey and a saddle and far, a pistol. Far better than the 3K Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true that. <laughs> so the ranch manager take off after him but didn't find him, but found out uh, who he was and filed charges at the county seat of Crook County, which was Sundance, which uh-huh. is next to Devil's Tower. Yeah, I've been to Sundance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been to Sunday. Oh, he's like kind of named after a uh, place. He's named mm-hmm. after where he does time. Ah, <laughs> I see. Uh, the sheriff of Crook County heard Sundance was arrested in Miles City. Okay. 200 miles to the north. Yeah, it's not too far. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> it also melts in miles. <laughs> so he went and got him and took him on the train back. Uh, of course, uh, if you want to go on the train, you have to go to St. Paul, then on to Rapid City. Mm-hmm. So somewhere around Duluth, Sundance, uh, while the sheriff was in the bathroom, picked his lock and jumped from a moving train. And now he's in the middle of fucking Goddamn, dude. This guy's like him. fucking Chris Angel and oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. I've been everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah, right. I picked handcuffs everywhere. But he was dumb enough to go back to Mile City. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? And it was arrested again. <laughs> God damn what it. the fuck? And he did get out of his uh, handcuffs again, but he didn't escape this time. This time the sheriff took Sundance on the Deadwood stage back to Sundance. Uh, he gets 18 months hard labor in the state pen, but he was kept at the Sundance jail because he was still 20 years old and, uh, and he, they didn't want him with the hardened criminals. Right. But it was pretty funny because he keeps trying to escape the whole time there. Uh, nine months in, Sundance and the cellmate tried to overpower a guy serving him supper. The other cellmate escaped for a brief time, but Sundance didn't get out. For most of the other predators who were let out early, uh, Sundance had to serve his full sentence, even though he keeps striving to escape. Right. So he gets out in February 1889. Three months later, Sundance was holed up with four desperados in a dugout on Oil Creek, 35 miles south of Sundance. Okay. Two deputies burst in during a tussle and shot the supposed head of the operation, a murderous Kansan named Robert Miner. 
that's like the most normal name we've had this entire mm-hmm. episode. Sundance was outraged that his friend was shot and swore a public threat that he would punish the deputy for overstepping his bounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sundance paid the bail and took off to Canada, working with a man named uh, Cyril Everett, Eb Johnson. That whole thing's his name? Yep, I guess so. Cyril Everett, Eb Johnson. He was the model for the character in the book, The Virginian, I guess. Oh, okay. Then he goes uh, a year in Canada and then moves back to northern Montana. Uh, November 29th, 1892, Sundance and two others rob a great northern railroad train in Malta. I've been to Malta. Mm-hmm. But the heist was a comedy of errors, and their masks kept slipping off, and they were identified. <laughs> His two friends got six All years in prison the for the heist, but in the initial confusion surrounding the court proceedings, Sundance was allowed to go free. So he just walks out of court. Like idiocracy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the Wild Bunch, uh, that's their gang, operated mostly between 1897 and 1901. Kind of people come and go. Sometimes had prior, prior obligations to stop them. You know, you got to go take your kid to, to school take or something. Yep. <laughs> but there are about 15 or 20 of them all together. Sometimes they bring along their girlfriends too. Though many papers exaggerated the numbers to like 200 outlaws. Sounds like a ska band on tour. It kind of is. <laughs> Oh, we're we're playing without uh without the second saxophone. He had to take his kid to yeah. fucking mm-hmm. recital. But that's okay. We got our cool bench warmer in. Yeah, know. totally. Uh, in the papers, Butch was portrayed as a fat guy with a mustache, even I mean, though he wasn't. Fucking Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, they said that he killed about fifty people, which he hasn't killed any, as far as I know yet. <laughs> uh, they were also called the Train Robber Syndicate or the Hole in the Wall Gang. Oh no, the Powder River Boys. But they kind of settle on the Wild Bunch. They get to, like, do a press release once they finally figured out what their boy band name was going to be. <laughs> Got to print up t-shirts. That's right. Yep. Yeah, totally. Got to book that European tour. <laughs> uh, Butch and LZ Lay plan on robbing the Pleasant Valley Coal Company in Castlegate, Utah. Uh, Sundance was planning on robbing a bank in Belfouche. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's kind of hell and gone. Like, okay, well, we're going to rob a thing in South Dakota. No, we're going to rob a thing in Utah. But we're hanging out in Montana. Jeez, I mean... They got a fucking Learjet I don't know about? Or? Yeah, right. <laughs> so Butch and uh, LZ, they pose as horse trainers. See, lip is on her. When the whistle blew in the town announcing the paychecks were there at the bank, which is nice of them. <laughs> come get your rob, <laughs> or come rob the bank. All the so here. Butch calmly walked into the paymaster's office and waited for the paymaster to return from the train depot. With seven thousand in gold and eight hundred and sixty dollars in silver and a thousand dollars in uh, paper money, so as the paymaster passed by, Butch uh, stuck a pistol in his ribs and told him to drop the satchel. One man took off to alert the sheriff, but ran out to see Elsie waiting for him. He said, "Get back there, you some bitch, or I'll fill your billy full of hot lead." Mm. Or, or Velveeta. I prefer cold lead. Yeah, or Velveeta. <laughs> So, uh, Butch's horse bolted when he tossed the bag to Elsie. Damn it! Uh, but yep. Butch ran after and deftly swung himself aboard uh, in the Old West type. You yeah, know, doing that from the back. Roy Rogers shit again. So, you know, you try to try to jump on the back, but, you know, you might just end up mid-horse and then impregnate the horse. Oh, no, oh. yeah, we, we don't want that. Nope. No, there's plenty of good YouTube videos of guys trying to do that, and then they receive free dental work from the hind legs Wait, of the horse. Wait, videos of people trying to fuck a horse? No, trying to... Oh. No. No, no, not oh. just eat them claw, but uh, like, uh, <laughs> no, trying to jump on in that same yeah, yeah. style just, just and get, just like, getting kablooey. smoked, just fucking. Also, when you said man impregnating a horse, it just made me think of, uh, you part, ever seen, part, Sar- man, part horse. you ever seen Sorry to Bother You? 
No. You're going upstairs, Power Caller. They even have their own elevator. Welcome, Power Caller. I hope you did not masturbate today. We need you sharp and ready to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I did. But that's this. I'll have to watch that again. There's a man impregnating a horse in that. No, but there are. It, I'm not going to get into it. It's a fucking excellent movie, and it's fucking crazy. Sorry to bother you. Okay. Do it. But uh, they have fresh mounts along the way, so they get away. Fresh mounts. They go through a lot of fucking horses each robbery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like if you had just, a, you know, I guess a Honda Accord stashed every <laughs> right. Well, half it runs tank out of, of gas. Runs out of gas, and then you jump on the next one. So, June 2nd, 1899. This is 110 miles west of Cheyenne at Wilcox Station. This is the famous one from the movie. Oh, wow. At 2.18 a.m., the train was stopped by a man holding a red lantern, which was probably Sundance. Train slowed, and from behind, Butch came up behind the conductor and said, "Now you some bitch, do what I say, or I'll put light through you." Put light through you. That's mm-hmm. that's a good. One. Ooh. At that point, four other robbers step out. Ms. Har- uh, Harvey Logan, aka K, aka KKK Kid Curry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Logan's brother Loney, their cousin Bob Lee, and Harvey's mentor, Flat Nose George Curry, yeah. previously known as Big Nose Jer- George Curry, until a horse kicked him in the face. Oh, is that for real? Yep. And they changed his fucking name afterward? Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It doesn't apply, and he was probably trying to do that horse shit that yeah. just did. <laughs> trying to jump on the horse and yep. just got fucking Sock. smoked. <laughs> yep. So they take the train ahead another mile to a bridge where they plan to blow it up. Whoa. They, Don't fuck with the infrastructure, man. Yep. And they uncouple the express mail cars, which they wanted. Uh, and uh, they focused on the express car and its two safes. Uh, under the care of the train's cranky 39-year-old messenger, Ernest Woodcock, <laughs> yeah, uh, who refused to open the door. So they brushed him aside and blew a hole in the car door with the dynamite. Yeah. So that's how you fix that. Uh, they blasted open bull safes. Uh, the explosion was so big that it knocked out Woodcock. Oh. And when he came to, he was happy to find out the red splotches all over him were from the raspberries that blew up along with the door. Why? <laughs> what raspberries? There's this ras. Well, on the train or out growing on the, the side of the track? No, or in his pockets. Yeah, you put jam in with the money because the jam is valuable too. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, like, there was there was raspberries in the fucking safe. Well, a lot, I thought it was like, in the car. Anyway. I thought it was like the dye pack, like from a modern oh, yeah. bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> They're covered in raspberry preserves, gentlemen. <laughs> Don't know how to find them. Yep. Also, it'll attract bears. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Law enforcement bear, <laughs> Smokey Bear's cousin, like <laughs> Shooty the bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the uh, raspberry jam was on the money, too, so it helped track down the cash or yeah. whatever. Oh, exactly like a dye pack. Oh, this money's delicious. I told, I ever tell you about, like, me and my dad used to listen to uh, Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story. Yep. And there was, like, the, the dude that, like, robbed a bank in sweatpants, and he got the bag, and he, like, shoved it down the front of his sweatpants, and he ran off, got into a car, and, like, sped away, and it had the dye pack in it, which is kind of like a fucking, you know. Little bomb. Like a little more severe than an M- M80. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that thing blew his fucking dick off. <laughs> awesome. Replaced his dick with a bunch of like purple dye. Purple dye. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's what I was always afraid of when he was in Iraq and you have to use a you know a honey bucket porter shitter. Yeah, and you're sitting there with you know you got all your gear on, so it's first of all hard to get you know, assume the See position and try not to drop like your pistol down the hole or anything like that. <laughs> but then all of a sudden you start hearing incoming coming in like oh, like, no. like the whistling of a uh, mortar oh, rounds no. at range. Like please do not let me. I do not want to die here. I don't want to die here. But I'd I don't rather, want to survive I'd rather have either. that 
than just get shrapnel with turdy blue water like <laughs> all through your bits. Please, I don't want to survive this. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> No, mostly just come like running half clothed out of there and run for the bunker. Well, I, I assume if you if you hear incoming, like you're gonna your turds are gonna turn into express cars themselves. Yes, <laughs> yes, the, it speeds the process up. And now you know the rest of the story. But uh, so they get away with fifty five thousand dollars in raspberry jam covered money. There you go. Delicious, delicious. Which fifty? Money. Wasn't that that was that the one where it was like that was close to a million dollars in today's currency, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But now it's all fucking covered in smuckers. But thanks to the Telegraph, E.J. Harriman, the head of the uh, Union Pacific, found out about it just a few hours later. Harriman, once again, the Sasquatch is coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Wilcox robbery put Butch on the national stage. Uh, there was even a rumor that Butch wasn't even there, but he just masterminded the whole thing. But he probably was there. It's like the fucking Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this town needs an enema. But within hours, several hundred men were dispatched by Harry Mann to find the outlaws, <laughs> including the Pinkertons. <clears throat> the outlaws split up into two groups of three. So Butch, Sundance, and Bob Lee head for the W.S. Ranch in New Mexico. The other group would make the error of going to Montana. They're not having good... Let's go back to Miles City. We've had good luck in Miles City. <laughs> Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> it also melts in Miles. <laughs> so that's Harvey and Loney Logan and Flat-Nosed George. Uh, but for some reason, they got waylaid and stayed in an abandoned cabin outside of Casper. Uh, when a neighbor dropped by to say howdy, they told him to hit the road and hit it hard. Then that's the- probably... Hi, not- welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> Fuck you. Get off my lawn. <laughs> So that neighbor goes to Casper to report suspicious behavior. There are some rather unfriendly gentlemen staying in that cabin out at the old age party. So the Converse County Sheriff Josiah Hazen suspected that they were the train robbers, so he takes 10 men with him. Uh, Hazen approached on foot and was shot dead. No. Because the Logans are killers. Butch is not a killer, but the Logans are. Right. Uh, They got away to Montana, and Butch and Sundance made it to New Mexico. Uh, the Pinkertons assigned Charlie Seringo to the case. Oh, but once again, uh, my research. Oh, I we'll go remember, ahead. Well, where are you, are you getting, like, where Seringo's kind of getting close? Uh, tell me not when, yet. Tell me when you get there. Okay. We have a we have a, a cameo from a paid, oh, paid informant. Mm-hmm. What, what was the guy's name again? Charlie Seringo. Charlie Seringo. He was we, the we original done ep- cowboy detective. We haven't done an episode on him yet. I know uh, Josh. I, I do have a book on him. I, I know Josh has covered him, I think, from uh, Wild Extravaganza, and I know the dollop has. Yep. But he, he, it's straight up like he pulls some that fake mustache shit, and like, yeah, he's pretty pretty insane guy. Wow, Charlie Seringo. Yeah. Yep. There's a good story about his dog, However, too. have you been? Good story about his dog. I don't remember that one. Uh, I'll have to look it up. Uh, Sundance goes to Galveston to meet up with Ed a place. Uh, Butch stayed behind to become a trail boss at the W.S. Ranch. I like how they just get jobs. They'll go like, <laughs> Red Ranch, better go get some menial labor. Well, you, you know, don't want to look suspicious by not mm-hmm. having a job. Not look suspicious by like being in Oregon now <laughs> forever. Yeah. Uh, a month later, LZ and the Ketchum brothers and Will Carver rob a train near Folsom, New Mexico. They get 70000 That's so much money that they buried most of it. So it's probably still out there. <gasps> mm, just rotted paper. Well, I, I suppose there was still some gold in there, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, while they're sneaking away, they are cornered by a posse, and a fierce gun battle erupted. Elsie and Sam Ketchum, Ketchup, Ketchum, 
were seriously wounded. Uh, the sheriff and deputy were killed. Uh, Sam Ketchup would die a few days later in custody. Elsie was woozy, but he managed to escape and head out for a month before being captured near the Texas border. Elsie was woozy. He was charged with sex, second degree or sexy degree murder. <laughs> he was charged with sex. What? What kind of gun sexy battle? murder? Uh, he was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, Bub Meeks, another co-conspirator, was arrested in his role on the Montpelier job and was serving 35 years. Uh, Loney Logan was shot by Pinkerton that trailed him to a Missouri. He was caught trying to spend a bill with raspberry on it. No. <laughs> Why? News travels fast in the Old West. Yeah, no shit. God, wouldn't that suck if you'd like, I don't know, maybe you're like eating at a, a restaurant and you've laid your money out on the table, you're finishing your raspberry pie and you yeah. absolutely <laughs> drops with that shit. Well, also, if, you know, like Somebody, you slide the bill and he's like, is that a raspberry on your bill? Yeah. Like, no, no, that's strawberry. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly Charlie Seringo is popping out of a barrel of dyed pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Newman is Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid is Robert Redford. Catherine Ross is Etta Place. Dynamite's ready, Butch. Well, that ought to do it. Think you's enough dynamite there, Butch? Most of this is true, and all of it blazes with action. You've never met a pair like Butch and Sundance. Well, we're back in business, boys and girls. Outlaws with style in a class all their own. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought I was going to grow up to be a hero. Don't tell me how to rob a bank. I know how to rob a bank. And anything you ask of me, I'll do. Except one thing. I won't watch you die. You just keep thinking, that's what you're good at. <laughs> An incredible pair of rugged adventurers, creating a living legend on two continents. But it's just one guy. Don't you get sick of being right all the time? They robbed trains. Stop it. Looted banks. Manasariba! They got him up! Ah, you're so damn smart, you read it! And one girl shared their love and larceny. Raindrops keep falling on my head. And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit. Those raindrops are falling on my head. What are you doing? Stealing your woman? Take her. Boy, you're a romantic bastard. I'll give you that. And Mr. E.H. Harriman of the Union Pacific put the top lawmen in the West on their trail. They're very good! If he'd just pay me what he's spending to make me stop robbing him, I'd stop robbing him. They were outlaws, running out of time and out of space, and a changing world was closing in on them. From the American West to New York. To the dangerous new frontier of Bolivia. Bolivia? Well, he'll feel a lot better after he's robbed a couple of banks. jump first. And you jump first. No, I said. What's the matter with you? Oh, 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 o
So Butch takes off again to Utah, but on the way he steals 30 horses from a man he suspected that was stealing from the ranch he worked at. Yeah. So I'll just steal from this dealer. Uh, rumors were that Butch tried to get amnesty from the Utah governor from his old crimes. But either way, he was getting sick of all the running. But most of these stories were cooked up by a prankster by the name of Agnes Cannon Jr. But these stories ended up a Butch going straight when he held up the train in Tipton. Are they... What, the prankster, is he just, like, shit-posting this stuff in the newspaper? Yep. Okay. He's not robbing anymore. Yeah. Then, then the train gets robbed. So what you're saying is Butch, Butch is riding under a pen name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally. But August 29th, 1900, a uh, robbery at Tipton, Wyoming, was much like the Wilcox heist. Uh, Harvey Logan was there again, as was Ben K- uh, Kilpatrick, along with a fellow Texan named Bill Cruzan. A couple other outlaws that we don't know. Uh, the engineer was prodded with a gun from behind and was told to drive to a pointed spot where several other guys climbed aboard. Also on board the train was the same guy, Ernest Woodcock. God damn it. <laughs> this is second of three robberies he'd be involved in. Just he's, the guy that got, he's the guy that got knocked out by the explosion? Yep. Yeah. Covered in raspberry. It's some... <laughs> just like, oh no, first, not again. First of all, this man needs, a, needs like... A pistol and like a saw yeah, no shotgun. Yeah, shit, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm just well. When you said like crotchy, I'm I'm literally picturing some old mountain man guarding the ship, but it, clearly he's not. Like he just... in the movie, they do a good job with this guy. So. Oh yeah. So this time he backs, it gets out of the car before he's it like, gets blown fuck up. This shit, they don't pay me enough. <laughs> Either way, they get a they get a clean getaway again, and again they didn't bother the passengers. And uh, they outran the posse led by Joe Leffers, who was Deputy Marshal out of Rollins, who in the movie was portrayed as like the super guy, Superman, following them all over everywhere. But in reality, he just didn't do too much. Uh, Union Pacific said their loss were as fifty or forty thousand, but the paper or fifty or forty dollars. But the paper said they had blasted fifty thousand from the safe because that's what the railroad would do is like we don't got any money on any right. of these trains oh i see yeah, yeah. yeah they don't want to put that in. okay yeah there's like a track some fucking a hay penny and a nest of spiders in our safes <laughs> so just don't even try don't blow the safe you'd be covered in spiders mm-hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't the most clever thing to be just okay you have the safe and it has nothing in it and you just got all the money underneath the floorboards or something you know it's just anywhere just else like mm-hmm. yeah have a like a railroad agent that's a woman with a big dress like Sitting on it or something. I don't <laughs> right. know. The possibilities are endless. Like. Or you leave it. You leave the money like uh, like on the on the trigger for a giant fucking mouse trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty one days later, the gang hits the bank in Winnemucca, six hundred miles Mac. west. I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca road when along came a semi with a high end canvas covered load. Uh, Sundance arrived there first to case the bank and map the escape route. He met Butch and Carver in Twin Falls, Idaho, to buy horses for the escape. On the way back to Winnemucca, short of cash, because um, maybe they buried it uh, again, uh, they held up a general store in uh, Three Creek, Idaho. It doesn't accrue much interest when you bury it. Either. Yeah. Not so much. They called on the owner after he went to bed. Uh, he wouldn't fill their order until they pulled their guns on him. When they were about to leave, the owner, a kindly old guy, he said to take some new hats with him. So the outlaws wouldn't forget that this guy was nice to him. Oh. Uh, I guess it's not a totally, like, shitty move on that yeah, guy's yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Is that where they got their bowler hats? Yep. Uh, Wednesday the 19th, they, the three of them come back to Winnemucca, and they notice a posse was forming. 
because apparently they saw him in town from the, all the wanted posters. Carver said, let's get the hell out. Let's get the hell out of here. No, what you do is you go join, you like shave real quick and go join the fucking posse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, somebody, somebody did that shit in a, in a past episode, but he's like, they formed a posse to like find this dude. And the dude was like, oh yeah, let me help you guys find yeah. that dude. What a real dick. Yeah. Let's kill that son of a bitch. So yeah. He's like looking for himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just leading them through like all the thorns and terrible shit. Mm-hmm. We got one coming up. That's kind of like that. But uh, Butch and Sundance disagreed. They said, if we're going to run, let's do something to run for. So they entered the bank around noon. Uh, Butch and Sundance. <laughs> Wait, if we're going to run, let's do something to run for? Yeah. <laughs> like, ostensibly- so while they're film- forming a posse, let's just rob the bank. Yeah, ostensibly while the posse's all, all right, gentlemen, this is going to be, a, you know, the guy, yeah, yeah. I can see the guy giving his, like, rousing speech yeah, to get his just- guys all whooped up. And meanwhile, <laughs> in, the, in, in the background, they're, like, <laughs> yeah, robbing the fucking right. bank. Yeah. So around noon, they robbed the bank, and uh, Butch and Sundance was, walked up to the teller, and Carver guarded the door. Uh, the head cashier came out of the back, and it happened to be future U.S. Senator George Nixon. And Butch goes, agrees with me to inform you that your bank will be losing out. So they went into the vault and uh, just fill up. The posse was ready for him across the street, but they just go out the back door. God. <laughs> Sheer uh, level of incompetence. Butch drops a bag filled with gold coins, leaving much of it on the street. Damn it. Uh, They raced eastward along the train tracks. Uh, Someone shot Sundance's horse from underneath them. Ooh. Uh, But luckily, they are only a few hundred yards away from the next relay station. I thought his horse had run flats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, uh, The stop after that was the store they robbed previously. So they go back and pay the guy for what they stole, and they actually give him double the money. Nice. Hey. Uh, that's a baller move while see, you're that's being he's like hey take some hats with you guys well while you're being pursued too. Yeah, right by posse he's like hey look remember that iou i left you well thank 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 you for paying me back jance care to sit around for a cup of hot coffee now old timer we we, we, we got to get going thank you though <laughs> so the bank claimed they lost sixty five hundred dollars but the paper said they got thirty two thousand it's a pretty wide margin for mm-hmm. error so next the gang goes to fort worth where where panthers nap <laughs> The town that would put a panther to sleep. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, they go to a few blocks known as Hell's Half Acre. There, uh, Will Carver marries Kelly Mae Hunt, a famous whore. Mm-hmm. That's where the famous picture was taken yep. of uh, Butch, Sundance, Harvey Logan, Ben Kilpatrick, and Bill Carver. Uh, in less than a year, Carver would be dead, and Kilpatrick and Logan would be in prison. Uh, fall of 1900, the gang divided. Uh, Butch Sundance and Ethel are at a place headed for New York City. Get a rope. Sundance was limping. He said it was from a gunshot that he got in that one Winnemucca job. But in New York City is where the steamships leave from. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's pretty much, at this point, eluded Syringo and all the other oh, law yeah. for, for right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like in my research, like Syringo actually got a hot tip from none other than Tom Horn. Oh, shit. On where to look. But I don't know why they didn't just fucking hire Tom Horn to go kill these guys or whatever. You said the famous photo. Is it the, like, five dudes and they're all in bowler caps? Yep. Mm -hmm. That one? Yep. Also, Charlie Seringo had recently showed up at Butch's childhood home. He's poking around. And he has sex with one of Butch's sisters. I didn't read about that, but Poking around. Poking around. Uh, Good job, Charlie. Yep. I would love that. You like the way that sounds, huh? <laughs> yes. Good enough for a poke, huh? It'd be really nice. Is that like, it makes you feel good? 
Yes. Come back to my office? Yes, is, is that what you want? Yes, that'd be great. You want to get it on with me? Yes, sir. Yeah. That sound nice? Yes. Yeah. I would love to. You're a hog. Capiche? The trio Butch, Sundance, and Edda spent a couple of weeks in New York, and they posed as cattle brokers, and there's pictures of, of that too. Uh, or actually, that's just a, a Sundance and Edda picture. Just looking dapper. On February 20th in Red Hook, uh, Brooklyn, they boarded a Scottish freighter called the Bell Arden. A 33-day voyage to Buenos Aires. It was no luxury liner. It was a freighter. Uh, when they get to Argentina, they deposit $12,000 in the bank. That's basically $250,000 in today's money. Right. When what was the exchange rate in fucking Argentina at that point? Probably pretty good. Uh, they went on to Chubut. The what? area Chubut. Okay. <laughs> it's an area about the size of Utah with similar environs to the American West. About 1,600 miles from Buenos Aires. Well, because it is the American West. Mm-hmm. 400 miles from the nearest seaport or railroad. Shit. <laughs> uh, within a few months, they get about 1,500 acres of land next to the Rio Blanca River. And they get about 35 horses, 30, 1,300 sheep, and 500 head of cattle. So there they go 11 straight. They sign their paperwork, James Santiago Ryan and Henry Enrique Place. Yes, if we just change the middle name to a Hispanic-sounding one, they will never <laughs> see through our clever smoke screen. Yeah. Uh, March 1903, the Pinkertons come sniffing around. I can't believe they have jurisdiction. They, they, of course they don't. No. But it doesn't matter. That doesn't it's never stopped them before. Right. Uh, the Fort Worth picture they carried around because it helped them identify them. But the rainy season dissuaded the agent from pursuing them. He goes back to the U.S. where he published a Spanish-language wanted poster for him. <laughs> just spending the whole winter, like, photoshopping a fucking... I just like the fact that he gets down there and he's like, God, it's just too muddy and rainy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. <laughs> what do you say, like 30-some days later? <laughs> El Wanted. Many yeah. De Niro. Yeah. Mucho De Niro. So that uh, the Pinkerton agent kind of makes up a bunch of crimes so the, the authorities in Argentina actually look for him. Or, yeah, like there's... Make them scarier than they actually yeah, are. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, they fucking shot a laser at the moon and blew it up. It's not <laughs> yeah. there anymore. But Butch and Sundance didn't know any of this, and they just continue on ranching there. But in April 1904, a policeman came knocking on Butch and Sundance's door. They wanted to talk to him about a robbery that took place several days earlier, 600 miles away, because it was committed by an American. Okay. And they wondered if Butch knew this American guy. Profiling. Named Robert Evans. Oh, really? awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they brought him to a judge 460 miles away to swear that he didn't know Evans, but he probably did. Uh, they released him, but now he was a, sus- a suspect. A suspect. Just cause, suspect. Just because they found another gringo? Or? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. An American did a crime. You guys know all know each other, right? Right. They should have hightailed it out at that time, but they kind of wait around. Winter was settling in and making travel hard. And they were still t- there 10 months later when Evans held up a bank in Rio Gallegos. No arrests were made, but the Santa Cruz police issued a warrant for Butch and Sundance. That's not cool. the fuck. But they thought they would, the authorities thought they would lead them to Evans, or maybe that they did it. Though it's pretty certain they didn't, the local police chief let uh, the warrant sit on his desk because he is friends with Butch and Sundance. Okay. 
That works. So he basically tips them off that there's a warrant out for him, and he sat on the warrant for a few months while they sold off their property and settled their debts in there. Then they go back to fucking Montana. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that fucking uh, refreshment song. I mean, I know that one takes place in Mexico. It's like, we're the good guys and the bad guys. Oh, yeah. lost my erection, so I had to lie in the letter to the boys back The good guys and the bad guys Would they never work past noon around here They'll sit side by side in the cantinas Talk to senoritas and drink warm beer But uh, by uh, 1905, April, his replacement came So that sheriff's out So Oh no But by then, Butch, Sundance, and Edda were all gone Hey They go off to Chile first Or Chile Chile uh, chilies. Where yep. they got some taters. Oh, they went to chilies, guys. Baby back ribs. Baby back ribs and the cocaine tea. What? Chile. Oh. <laughs> so they stay there for six months, and they argue about what they got for the ranch. <laughs> Sundance spent some time in San Francisco with a brother, then returned to Chile. Uh, Sundance got into a fight with police who were kidding him that he looked like the wanted posters. <laughs> That's not laying low. And he has to pay a 1500 peso fine, which I'm sure was 15 cents. Man, he needs to go get like like a therapy, fucking plastic mm-hmm. surgery or like facial tattoos or something. Or impulse control. <laughs> but in the last days of 1905, they return to Argentina and with the help of Robert Evans, they rob a bank. Hey, oh, shit. Say, now, you guys now. already think that we did it, so yeah, fuck you. Fuck We're going to do it, I guess. So Villa Mercedes was a cow town smack dab in the middle of Argentina. December 19th, they went to a bar first and then robbed the bank, Banco de la Nation, or the, the National, National, National Bank. Bank. <laughs> Banco de la Nation. The posse didn't come close to catching them, but the papers got a beat on their identities. They report that Harvey Logan was in on the crime, too. Is he even there? No, he has been dead for a year. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he killed himself after being captured after a heist in Parachute, Colorado. Oh, that was the when he jumped when off he jumped the tower? Off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a parachute? Oh, no, that was, that was Bob Meeks that jumped oh. off. Uh, after the Villa Mercedes robbery, Butch and Sundance split up for a year. Uh, Sundance, Ed, and Robert Evans go back to Kohula to collect whatever they could from the sale of their livestock. Butch goes on to B- uh, Buenos Aires and hung out with friends there touring a Wild West show. Awesome. Uh, who included Bill Pickett, the bulldogger. Oh, shit. There we go. Shit. Uh, next time Butch and Sundance got together, Edda would be gone. She went, what, back to San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. Just in time for the earthquake in 1906. Oh, great. <laughs> Good timing, Edda. Uh, then she moves to Denver, where she might have been from. There she needed an appendectomy. Oh. Uh, Sundance took her to the hospital, then got blind drunk. <laughs> he woke How up. How are you picking up when you come out of surgery, Edda? Good luck. He woke up the next morning in the boarding house. When he couldn't get room service, he fired into the ceiling. <laughs> That'll get their attention. He took off before the police could get there, and they go straight to Bolivia, where he reunites with Butch at the Concordia Tin Mine, where Butch was working, and Sundance was taking some mules uh, with a fellow expatriate named Roy Liston. Okay. What uh, What year did she get her appendectomy? 1905, What's the shit that knocks you out so you can get surgery? Like, uh... Anesthetic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anesthesia. 
Back then, it probably would have been maybe even still. They might have had chloroform. Ether. Mm-hmm. I think they'd have been up yeah. to like chloroform. Ether doesn't work real. I mean, it works, but it's oh okay. Got troubles. Okay. Probably yeah, still they, using laughing gas or something. Yeah, they yeah. had something back then because I I was just like, when the fuck did? Well, they used shit, to like pump chloroform under doors and shit. Yeah. Like, like robbers would do that. So yeah. Invented in 1846 when they first started using it. Okay. I was just trying to, like, think in my head, like, was this where they just, like, give her a bunch of fucking liquor and then slice her open? No. Bonk her in the head with a butt of a peacemaker. <laughs> yeah, right. Butch was already working at the mines for a few months as a payroll messenger. It's the best guy to guard your money. Yep. Uh, well, better than actually digging in the fucking mine, too. <laughs> yeah, true that. He was getting $150 a month, which was well above average. Uh, They're probably just paying him not to rob him. <laughs> Butch was going by the name Santiago Maxwell, <laughs> so he gets Sundance a job there, too. Uh, weeks later, a co-worker heard the two talking about an old holdup they did, so he was concerned and told the boss that they were planning a heist. Oh, shit. No, no, no. It's totally misunderstood. Yeah. We're not planning a heist. Yeah. We're talking about one we already did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the boss calls him into the office, and Butch convinced him that he didn't need to worry that we we don't rob people we work for. We just rob other people. Yeah. Hey, but they had to quit the mine quick when Sundance got drunk in a bar and boasted to somebody God about their Sundance. Argentine bank robbery. Damn it, dude. They headed south to Tupiza, I'm sure I said that right, Yeah. where they had a Scottish friend named James Hutchian who hauled freight and passengers by mule. They planned on robbing the bank there, but Butch was recognized as Santiago Maxwell, so they turned to robbing the payroll of the Aromayo and Frank Mining Company. I still cannot fucking... You know, whenever he has the fake name, I'm also picturing, like, a fake mustache. Of course, yeah. Some deal, like... Also, like, it's got to get confusing when somebody's like, Hey, I know you, and you're like... Which me? Which me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're Santiago. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Butch. Butch. Sundance. Butch. Let so, me get some blueberry pancakes. <laughs> Thank you, friend. I'll be back before you can say blueberry pie. Blueberry pie. So after that, they uh, ask a friend to guide him north instead of the more predictable south to Argentina. So maybe they're trying to get to the town of Rural, which was a big town of 13,000 where they could disappear. Uh, next morning, they told their friend to leave, and if they ran into any soldiers, tell them they went to Argentina. So Butch and Sundance roll up into San Vicente uh, November 6th. That was a village of 350 people. But it was 14,000 feet up in the dry section of the Andes. No good stuff. Uh, they arrive after sundown and ask for an inn. And they were directed to the home of name of uh, Bonifacio Casola, who had a room. It was the last one in town because it was the only room in town. Uh, they didn't... Oh, actually, the other rooms were taken up by three soldiers and a policeman who were looking for him. Oh, <laughs> shit. Do these guys speak Spanish? They've got to by this point. Yeah. They're still... I mean... Yeah, they're still not going to look like most of the inhabitants, yeah. and their accents are going to be fucked up. And yeah. So, uh, things went bad quick-like. Yeah. Butch unsaddled his stolen mule, and it rolled in the dust, calling attention to the mule. The mule rolled in the dust? Oh, they do like that. Like a dog? Yeah, they do that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Horses, mules, shit, bison do it. Yep. Everything does it. Wow. You should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you roll in the dust? Fuck, I'll be right back. Go roll in the dust, you yeah. But it also showed off the uh, brand of the mining company. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's like stealing a city, you know, city of Seattle truck and just... Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> and then it rolls itself in the dirt and... Yeah, well, that, I'd pay to see that. 
So the mayor of the town went to meet these new arrivals. Hello, new arrivals. And he noticed the mining company brand on the mule. So uh, he, oh, when uh, the uh, the guy with the inn, the, the three rooms there, Casola, uh, he went to get his guests a dinner of sardines and beer. Ugh. Then the mayor goes and- Are they in fu- like a fucking Australian outback tavern? Is Crocodile Dundee well, about he, to stroll in the door? <laughs> he dipped the sardines in the beer, for sure. Well, no, it's like that that soft drink Orbitz. It's like all the oh, little pieces of candy in it. fuck off. <laughs> it's like beer. Chum. Sorry, mm. chum brow. <laughs> Pick that with your red red pickles. And hey, that's right, go. and Velveeta. That's mm. the only they would save it, just healthy amounts of Velveeta. <laughs> So the mayor goes and gets the soldiers after the other guy gets some sardines and beer. They're eating like the fucking bushwhackers. Mm. That's right. (laughs) Start licking each other's heads and shit. Uh, A few minutes later, the soldiers and the policemen came to Butch and Sundance's room. To also meet the new arrivals Mm -hmm. with guns. The officer in the group, uh, Timoteo Rios, yells at him to surrender. And the outlaws disappear for a moment. And then Butch was uh, alone and appeared in the doorway, firing his pistol. One of his shots hit a soldier, Victor Torres, in the neck, and he retreated to a nearby house and quickly died. So Butch? Butch is now a killer. But uh, the two other soldiers went back to get more ammo, uh, then fired many shots into the house. The captain, uh, Concha, asked the mayor to have the citizens surround the house so they couldn't escape. Ninja through the domination. <laughs> yeah. <become> <laughs> The mayor took off, but then heard three screams of desperation from inside the room, and then a brief burst of gunfire. After that, all went quiet. See, you we say burst of gunfire, I'm imagining, like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. No, see, more the way I read it was, like, actually a lot of prolonged screaming. Oh. And then a single shot, and then quiet, and then another shot. Oh, okay. Double tap. You'll see. Okay. So uh, they wait. Until 7 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> Have a nice breakfast. Wait, they didn't go in the house? No. Why? No. You, you would have to be brave to do that. Yep. These guys aren't brave. <laughs> well, cool. They're probably fine. Let's go have breakfast. One of your guys got basically, yeah, it's like a small, small town, right? Yeah, it's like 300 like people. Farmers and shit. Oh, not. okay. So the brave Captain Concha ordered uh, Casola, the, the innkeeper, to go into the house and report back. <laughs> He said, one, Your house, buddy. <laughs> he said one man had been shot once in the temple and once in the arm, the other once in the forehead and several times in the arm. It seemed uh, to the soldiers that uh, Butch had killed Sundance and then turned the gun on himself. Fuck. And the way I read it was more like they were shot multiple times. Like their legs and arms were all shot up, so they were both like They were both just like bleeding shape. out, so he's like fucking suicide pack well, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Is that is that, uh, is that part like... Like, accurate in the movie? The movie mm-hmm. ends with uh, just a hail of gunfire happening as they're, like, running out of the house. And, yeah. it, and it stops and fades to black. Oh. So that's always a point of contention. Uh, like, even on Peacemaker, they make fun of that shit. It's like, like Butch, Butch and Sundance. Like, we're going to go in there like Butch and Sundance. Like, they die at the end of that movie. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. It's like a million shots fired. And it's like, no, I like to believe they jumped after, jumped over the bullets after the film faded oh, to black. And then, and then he went to move to fucking whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, we'll get around. We're, get, we're, we're getting there. Yep. Spokane. Spokane. But, you know, that's why people didn't believe it because they'd be pretty dumb if they went out that way. But but uh, plenty of stories pop up later that they survived. And in the 1920s, that lookalike named William T. Phillips started impersonating Butch around town. 
but Phillips had probably served uh, time with Butch in Wyoming there, and he tried to sell his story to Hollywood. Uh, but the bodies under the sign in Bolivia turned out to be a, that they have in the papers, turned out to be a German miner named Gustav Zimmer and some other local. What? So the, the paper of, or the picture of him dead is, is not real either, so. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I guess that's Butch and Sunday's watching the movie now. Well, there's also like, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Edda claims that Butch visited her mm-hmm. like 20 some years later. Yep, and then somebody, so did, so did uh, Butch's relatives too. Yeah, well, and they said like, and he died while he was like visiting him last time. And they buried him somewhere secret because they were sick of like, what was what's the quote like? He's been running his whole life. Now he don't have to run no more, you know. Mm-hmm. But there yeah. actually have been uh, uh, like body or at least chunks of bodies exhumed, and they tried to do like DNA testing to figure out that yeah. shit, and nothing has been conclusive thus far. So they could still be out there as today, a hundred and. 80-year-old <laughs> some shit like Dude, that's fucking wild. There's the hole in the wall in Wyoming, which oh, I, yeah. I tried Ooh. to find, and it led me to this farm, which probably is it, but there's nothing definitive, and you don't want to go on knocking on people's houses in the middle of Wyoming. Otherwise, you'll get Butch and Sundance. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's just in between Sheridan and Casper. Prob- you're probably less likely to get like fucked with in Wyoming, because like, it's like you know the ranch in North Dakota. If you drive up to the house... And just come knock on the door. That's one thing. You're more likely to, you know, you know get you, talked you, to. Yeah, you'll just say that you're a cousin, and they'll they'll take you right. in for a couple. But if you just pull into the yard and start wandering around my fucking yard, then you might get met with a little more hostility. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn, that's crazy. I, li- I fucking no idea anything about like either one of these guys. Right. It's just it's just the you know household name fucking that everybody knows. Right. But yeah, I'm. This is one where I actually like. One of the few outlaw ones where I had to like learn quite a bit. Yeah, and that's nice because usually just kind of try to remember all the shit I already knew. But yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah, it's been a little more interesting if Butch would have made it his whole criminal career. Yeah, without killing a guy. Yeah, right. Um, right at the he end, almost man, had made to it, fuck yeah. it up. Had to fuck it up. That's uh, the because I always imagine these guys just running around the fucking you know prairie lands and shit. But it's crazy they ended up in fucking. Where Bolivia, Bolivia and so, well, you got to remember just South America because in South America, South America has like Argentina's cattle country. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's very similar. Totally, anyway. like, but they're even up in like the Andes Mountains and shit, and like, yeah, you know, you can just you know slightly bigger snakes in some cases. And yeah, there's might be. I don't. Know, yeah, there should be jag. Well, there's jaguars in the U.S. Jaguar, fucking vicuñas and llamas and shit running around, and they still got pumas down there. Pumas, and they got. It's like oh, there's. Uh, uh, anteaters and giant uh, uh, raytites, uh, rias, like a they're like a ostrich, like a small ostrich. Oh shit! Mm. Capybaras, capybaras. Capy- if, if there's water around, probably I guess. Damn. But, yeah. yeah, that puts a different spin on the like the that their whole situation in my head. They need to make some like more capybara burgers. Just westerns that are said. I'm, well, I'm sure if you live in like Argentina, there are a lot of westerns said yeah. in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like uh, when they show, uh, like, any of these, like, Australian Westerns. Yeah. It's, like, hard for, you know, it's like, yep, that looks like, you know, this, uh, then they'll show, like, a emu or a kangaroo or right. an Aboriginal dude will come up. And, or then they talk. Or, like, the British Army is there or something right. like that. But, yeah, I'm not just talking about Quigley Down Under. Uh, well, after that, you have to watch Stunt Rock. Prop- proposition. That's yeah. a fantastic that Western. Last night. Yep. Excellent Western. This is Stunt Rock. 
It's superhuman. Super music. Super magic. And super amazing. You'll be compelled over the edge of sight and sound. And under the spell of mind-boggling action and music, push to the danger zone. It's a death wish at 120 decibels. Okay, well, uh, thank you for informing me again. I'm glad there weren't super amounts of, uh, you know, atrocities. Oh, yeah, this one's pretty... Pretty lighthearted. Family-friendly, other than... All the fucks. Shits. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not talking about us. Oh, oh, about oh, 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 oh. story, story-wise. Jesus, fuck shit. <laughs> That's what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back next week with something that I have no idea what it's going to be. But until then, we're going to go out in a hail of butchfire. Butchfire. Mm-hmm. Oh, the 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 Klingons on your nutsack. Oh, fire in the hairy place. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fuck you, Mile City. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. <laughs>